Welcome back, y'all, to another installment, another great episode, another award-winning... We've never won. What do you mean we've never won? Wait, 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 wait. Our mom says it's the best podcast she's ever listened to. Oh, dear. Is that the only podcast your mom listens to? Oh, no. Uh, My dad listens to podcasts. He listens to this one. I just found a a really good podcast about uh, OSU football. Called uh, is that the one with Gleason? No, wait for it. Wait for it. I'm, Hold on. I'm waiting. Oh, Stop. anticipating. It's called the tape. Tape doesn't lie. The tape doesn't lie. Tape doesn't lie. These this is these two dudes talking about OSU football. And who are they? Uh, they, they seem to know a lot about OSU football. Stillwater uh, or Ohio was, State. Oregon State. Oregon State. Uh, Okaloosa State. It was State? recommended to me by uh, Adam Minahan of Tulsa Catholic, St. Michael Catholic Radio. In, oh. Uh, Anyway, it's good. It's good. It's good. Good podcast. Good podcast. It is called the tape don't lie. The tape don't lie. Nice. It's about OSU football. Um, so one thing, uh, this time of year, uh, I think both you and I kind of appreciate coming out of the summer. Uh, I think we both like we like the summer. Uh, I do. And, and one of the reasons I coming that the in the summer there is. Uh, a lot of opportunity for a lot of people get married. Yeah. And it's very beautiful. Party and party and yeah. And one of the things I do, uh, you know, after a wedding, and I think you do the same thing, is I like take a picture with the couple and I post it on social media, Facebook, Instagram. Okay. You do you do the same yes, thing. Yes, sir. And I one time there was a priest who and he said, like, why do you do that? And he was a little he had a he had a little he had a little tinge of, of Was he tiffed? Of critical of critique. Uh, in in his voice, and I said, and this is the reason I do it. I want people to know that people still get married in the church. I like to send out a pictures, lot of people yeah, because I get to, people get to see that young people are getting married. Yes, and it's very yeah. So it's meant it's meant to, and I do the same with like baptism. I baptize a baby. We're taking a picture with the whole family. Simba it. Ah. Yeah, and we're and then I'm posting that picture because I want my parishioners to see it. One, they can go to that family and say, oh my gosh, congratulations on the baptism of your baby. Same is true. I mean, marriage is, we would, in the church, in Catholic church, we say marriage is a public act. Uh, civil society actually says that too. I mean, they, you open up the Stillwater News Press, open up the Tulsa World or your local paper, and you're going to find the marriages and the divorces are, are, pub, are published. Marriage is, is a public act. Anyway, so that's, that's one of the things that I do to just try to encourage other people to to do it. Have you ever seen the uh, the things that's required in Nigeria when you get married? No. They Tell me. they send out a notification to every church and school you've attended, any place where you have been a lived, wow. resided, because they you know that they, they want to get out there and ask like, has this person been married before? Or is this person currently married, like in another village? Or yeah. do you approve of this wedding? So it's the whole tribe, the Owire tribe, the whole tribe, like contributes to this. You get to write in and say, oh. "I thought he loved me. I, I I thought that guy was married in a couple villages away." So it's, it's something that wow, happens that's in a Nigeria. Very, that's a kind of a stricter, yeah, a stricter standard than uh, than we have here. Well, one question. Uh, that a lot of people ask, and it's kind of this time of year. So a lot of people I know like get engaged during football season, or kind of around Christmas, and then you know with the, with the hopes of a of a summer Correct. 2020 kind of wedding. 
And the question inevitably comes up, Father Carey, can I get married outside? Okay. I, my family, we have this cabin. It's so special. Uh, there's this awesome park that I really like. Uh, there's this, there's this barn outside of town and I want to get married. I'm Catholic. Okay. I want to get married outside. Okay. What say you what, what, uh, to this ever present, omnipresent? I've had this combo on a number of occasions and usually ending it, in tears. <laughs> no, no, it's, it, it, it ends I think it ends with a, um, an education on mm-hmm. what is marriage and what's going on. What so, is marriage? So, so when someone asked me recently, can Catholics, can, a, can Catholics get married outside? And I said, yes. And they said, really? And I said, yes. It happened when there were no churches in the state of Oklahoma. Ah. And there was a priest, and he would go to a small Riding town. around on horseback. Exactly. And then he would do a wedding, or they would have mass. You see these old pictures of early days of Oklahoma where they would have mass literally underneath a bunch of trees. Yeah. Mass yeah, would be outside. The these things, would, yep. these things would be outside. Uh, I, so what, what I did is well, every time someone would ask about this, I said, well, well, what, you know, we would talk about what is marriage. And I, and I try to use the collect, the opening prayer from a wedding and the closing prayer from a wedding Ooh. just to set the mood for us. Uh, I, you know, I'll ask them. Okay, well, what is the whole the sacrament of holy matrimony? And there's no, really be- the sacrament of holy matrimony unites, as the opening prayer says, unites couples in an inseparable bond of love. Unites them in this inseparable bond of love. Well, okay, so it, that just that prayer goes all the way back to Genesis, where God brought together man and woman together with himself. And so there was this bond of love between Adam and Eve and be a bond of love between Adam and Eve and God, this inseparable bond of love. But also that bond of love is when, when we describe the Trinity, what do we describe the Trinity? You know, St. Augustine says it's this bond of love. And so the father loves the son, the son loves the father, the yep. Holy Spirit loves the father, the Holy yep. Spirit loves, and there is this inseparable bond of love. So what is happening to this couple right here in front of you as, are, as Adam and Eve are being united together, they're modeling the life of God, boom, right there. They're being put into this inseparable bond of love. And so that's beautiful. And then the end of it is, like, what is, what is marriage? The the cl- the closing prayer of the, of the liturgy says, "You all go out and become witnesses to charity itself. Become witnesses to love itself. So now that you're bonded in this love, with oh. God at the center, now go out and share that what you have received. Because a witness basically tells what they've received. So my job, as well, not my job, but a married couple's job." is to be witnesses of divine love to the world, to that inseparable bond of love. So I tell them, this is what we're doing at Catholic weddings. We're not just, it's not just a civil contract. It's not just like something where people are going to get together and they're going to have a really cool party location. We're, we're, we're taking this so seriously that what heaven looks like, your marriage 
is going to be because what's the number one image from Genesis to the book of Revelation of how God describes his relationship with his people? Yeah, and it is marriage. Like the the Bible, yeah, starts and ends. It starts and ends with marriage. Starts with Adam and Eve and ends with the wedding, the wedding feast of the Lamb and Revelation. Yeah, yeah. And so, so we we have these as the wedding of Cana shows centered around Jesus and interestingly his mother, like having that. Those two people, the divine God, Jesus Christ, and his mother at those. So I think, I think there's a kind of a, a need to renew just that theology of what, what we're doing. Marriage? What is well, marriage? And so I think no, no, no. Not, mar- not just marriage. The sacrament, of holy, the sacrament? Ma- yes. of holy matrimony. Yes. So that's where, I, that's where I was going is like in, in our world today, um, I don't know the best way to say this. Marriage has kind of been cheapened. The definition of marriage has been expanded and, in fact, redefined culturally, um, and that is so. When you, you know, so we would say that if like it, two men who have who have a civil ceremony, we we would say. I mean, culturally, we would say these two men are married. All right, we would say that is not the sacrament of marriage. Holy matrimony. Um, that is yeah. not holy matrimony. It is a marriage in the civil sense, and so that's where there's this kind of this distinction that, that there's a there's can be a civil ceremony, civil wedding, and the couple is married. And so I think in the Catholic world, we we just in the Catholic world we just we have a higher threshold of what a marriage is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just going down to the justice of the peace or getting married in the barn outside of town. Um, if if one or both of the parties are Catholic, we would say is not it's not the sacrament right. of holy matrimony. It's a it, the, the state of Oklahoma says it's a marriage. The Catholic Church says it's not. Yeah, you you, you alluded to at the beginning of this about location, uh, location, location, location. A, a student, <laughs> more like vocation, vocation, yeah. <laughs> vocation. A student asked me one time, they, they said, "Father, I just I just need to help like." getting my study life in order. And I said, oh, well, where do you, where do you study? And they said, uh, where, where, where do I study? I said, yeah, like, wh- At like the beach. where, where do you sit, where do you sit down and, and study in these? Well, I study, study at a restaurant bar. <laughs> and I said, you're studying at a restaurant bar. And he goes, yeah, cause I need dinner. And I don't like being alone, Jeez. so I, that's where I study. And I How said, about a library. <laughs> well, th- it precisely like locations do library. things. A, when you when you go to a library, your brain thinks study. If you're sitting on an elevator going up and down, like for four or five hours, you could study there. I mean, you could you could do your homework in an elevator on a motorcycle. Yes. You could do this anywhere, but a library boom changes the mind. I like reading on motorcycles. Uh, like, uh, like a tea party. I mean, if you threw a tea party at, I don't know, uh, the union on a Thursday night on the strip, <laughs> like, mm. Hey, we're going to have tea and we're going to go to the union and we're going to have it on the strip at about 1130. Like the old English women showing up, which I don't think there is any in the city of Stillwater. They would show up and be like, ah, this is not the proper place for a tea party. Okay. okay. So yeah. there are there are specific things time to do. Time and place. Yeah. Time, time and place. place. And so yeah. uh, the church, like when people say, well, can I do this anywhere? As a, uh, as, a, as a student told me one time, 
He said, so, okay, let me think this out, Father. If I have my wedding in a barn, and barn is where cows are born and manure and hay is, are you saying, am I getting this right? Am I following the logic that my, 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 my wedding is kind of like a mess and smells really bad? And I said, well, that's what a barn tells you, right? And he's like, yeah, that's what a barn tells what me. What would you say, playing devil's advocate, Go on. is like a tree house? Jesus, Jesus was born in a manger, in a barn. Jesus was born among animals. Why can't I get married again among animals? Are you saying that my marriage is more important than the birth of Jesus? What would you say to that? What would I say to that? Well, Jesus also uh, offers his body as a holy sacrifice on an altar in a church, too. Yeah, that's true. Thank you. So here's from the Catechism. Uh, this is par- I always like to quote the Catechism. This is paragraph 1631 uh, of the Catechism, and it says, uh, the ch- this is the reason why the Church normally requires that the faithful, that's the Catholic people, contract marriage according to the ecclesiastical form. Sacramental marriage is a liturgical act. It is therefore appropriate that it should be celebrated in the public liturgy of the Church. Okay. So the marriage, marriage is a is a public act. So yes, you invite people, um, but you can't really like prohibit people from being at your wedding, I guess. Nobody really knows. I mean, but your marriage is a public thing. We celebrate mm-hmm. it publicly. We publish it, you know, in the bulletin after, you know, after it happens. Uh, it's a public act, and it takes place in the church. And what happens in the, in the physical, the church building? That's where we do our most important stuff. That's where we do them. We do them in the in a physical building, and it's not insignificant. It's not just any building. It's like the the church. You know, we learned this here in Stillwater eighteen months ago when we uh, when we dedicated our new church. Um, the church becomes a sacred place, consecrated for for prayer, consecrated for worship. And what is a wedding? It's a it's a prayer. It's a an act of worship of the couple to God who created them. Yeah. So there. There's a let me. Let me I'm gonna jump off because your uh, your church is cruciform shape. It is shaped like a cross. It's shaped like a cross. Yes. Shaped like a cross. The, the, I was just thinking as you were talking. There's this line from St. Paul's letters that he says that we are members of the body of Christ, the church. Yeah. We're members of the body of Christ, the church. This living, breathing organism. We're part of this. And it's really cool when I was thinking about it one day and I was talking, at like I was giving a little pre-wedding like wedding announcement of like, please turn off your cell phones, those sort of things, that the way that the, the body of Jesus on the crucifix makes on the cross, so people sit in the nave of the church and in the apse and along the transept and basically fill out the body. Physically, Ooh. so you have this visual representation Ooh, like of we are members of the body of Christ, the church, and we're sitting on the cross where the body of Jesus would have hung. Mm. It's just beautiful. not all churches are shaped. Not like not that, all though. churches, yeah. but that theology is there. Yeah, and so when, when we uh, when we get married, and uh, I'm just speaking from Catholic perspective because I I don't know what other people do for weddings. I've been to very few non-Catholic uh, weddings. Yeah. Ours is, what are you doing? You're you're living 
as part of this member of the body of Christ, the church. Now, when, when you go to the blogosphere and you go to like the knot or some, you know, places where it's like, uh, you know, people asking questions like, can I get married outside? And they give all this like, I want dolphins. At they, my they give like all these, they, they seem to like come up with some sort of theological answer to it, or they just rant in the emotional level. What, what I think what they're missing is what is the purpose of this beautiful sacrament of holy matrimony? You are a member of the body of Christ, the church. And your vocation is to help the person next to you that you exchange rings with to get to heaven. Yep. That's your end goal. Your end goal is not to just like go through life and enjoy hanging out. To I need get someone each- to watch TV with. No. You're, I mean, like. She makes good is- nachos. <laughs> <coughs> she roots for married. the bears. Yeah. <laughs> so we marry her or marry him. The end goal is. I want to help Eternal this other life, person yeah. become a saint. Which is what all the sacraments are ordered towards. Mm-hmm. They're ordered ordered towards heaven to give us the, the grace that we need to 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 get there. Okay, let me ask you so let me ask you some questions. Uh again, playing just playing a little a little devil's advocate. Okay, got it. Um you may, I have not heard these questions, what, so maybe so, take a 30 so, seconds. Uh, a, a, a Catholic wants to marry a non Catholic. Do they have to get married? In a Catholic church? The Catholic, let's see, let, I'm going to think this out, out loud. Okay, so uh, this ha- would happen at the University of Tulsa on some occasions. That a Catholic would say, uh, I want to get married at Sharp Chapel at the University of Tulsa. Which because, is not a Catholic which church. Is not a, which is not non, a Catholic church. Kind of which is not a Catholic church. Yeah. And, and so I just, uh, I simply tell the couple, usually after a couple days, I say, let me, let me go and research this. So that I get out of the emotional area of just like this conversation. And I say, well, this is what we'll have to do. Uh, I will not be able, I will be present at your wedding if you wish to get married there. I will not be able to perform the ceremony. I will not be able to receive your vows. I will not be able to uh, preach. We'll have to get a Protestant minister to come there because as a Catholic, I only have jurisdiction to do weddings and authority, in a, yeah, yeah authority. authority in a Catholic church. I mean, I, I can't go, just go anywhere, and I can't go to uh, like I can't go to your I can't go to St. Francis Xavier and do a wedding without your permission. That is correct. So you know, or I'm going to Denver to do a wedding, and I have to get permission from Holy Ghost from the local pastor from them yep. to they have to give me delegation to do it because yep. I don't have authority or jurisdiction to do that. So. Yep. Sharp Chapel or Rayma Bible College or you know, skydiving with Elvis. Like I, I don't have, uh-uh. I don't have jurisdiction to or authority. So I, I have to get somebody else to come in to do those parts of the wedding. And it's it, on one occasion I, I had, I did it because this is where she grew up, but she didn't know her pastor. They liked me, but she wanted to get married in her church. And I was friends with them. And yeah. they were like, we want you there. And I said, well, this is what we're going to have to do. The guy charged them 500 bucks to come and do their wedding. Ew. 500 bucks. Yeah. And I, I didn't get to do the vows. I didn't get to preach. Yeah. The guy says, when I show up, this is what I do. And it was the only person they could find. Wow. And afterwards, they, they just like, oh, that was, uh, yeah. we wish you had, and we wish we now we'd like thought this out and done this over there. I like to tell couples when they, uh, this used to happen a lot at the high school, like, you know, Father O'Brien, when I'm, when I'm older, 
They and of course in high school everyone knows like the exact age they're going to get married. I'm getting married when I'm 26. Really? Have you have you met anyone? No. Uh, they say I'm, when I get married, I want to uh, I want to get married. I want to have you do my wedding on the beach. And I said, well, I can't do weddings on the beach, but I'll tell you what we'll do. So you get married in a Catholic church. I'll do your wedding. And then on your one, five, ten year anniversary, you fly me to Hawaii <laughs> and I'll, I'll renew your vows on a beach. And they don't like that very much. It's not, not as good. Not as good. A, a couple of years ago, uh, I had this uh, couple, uh, Evan Rush and Julia Meyer. And now they're in Prague and they're the Rushes or the Myers. The Rushes. The Rushes. Prague, uh, Oklahoma. Th- no, uh, Prague, Czechoslovakia. So they That's live in Prague. Great. They're move- actually moving back this, sometime this year because their visas are, um, you know, um, over for their work. Anywho, so they decided that they – Oh, why they were in Rome for some sort of business college thing. They went to St. Peter's Basilica for Palm Sunday Mass. Lovely. They came back and they were like, they started asking questions. They entered RCIA. They wanted to become Catholic. Oh. And it was, it, <laughs> so it was kind of funny because after they started RCIA, they sat down in my office and they said, Father, we have, we have a situation. We are currently planning to get married uh, next uh, June in uh, in Oregon, where they were from. And I said, mm, okay. They said, well, one, we are becoming Catholics, so we're going to yeah. need to find a church. And I said, well, where's the current place you're all getting married? And they said, in a vineyard. I was like, and it's a beautiful vineyard. It that is seems holy. Gorgeous. Yeah, because like the temple in Old Testament was made to look like a vineyard. The vineyard, the vineyard. Of the, there's all the stuff in the Old Testament about vineyards. It would have been super theological. Okay, pragmatically, just like what happened on that day, that week in this little town outside of Portland. So we did it at this, this church in Dales, Oregon. <laughs> that week. It was 95 and sunny all week long. Not a cloud in the sky. Everybody would have been incinerated at this wedding. And it was just hot, 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 hot. So guess what? The local parish allowed us to use it, use their parish for this wedding. And it was great air conditioning. It was Mm. so awesome. So on that level, one of the awesome things about getting married in a in in a like in a Catholic church is air conditioning. Yeah, you got air conditioning, and you got lights, and you don't have to worry about rainstorms and music, sacred music. I went to a wedding party that was outside. Hard to have an organ in a barn, (laughs) and it rained like just kaboomed, and. We had to take everything off the tables. You know, 100 people coming over for yeah. dinner in this beautiful backyard of this family's house, and we had to deal with the rain. Well, and you see those those pictures sometimes of, like, people, uh, you know, they're getting married next to a pool, and, like, they fall in the pool. Now, I mean, things can go wrong in a Catholic church. People can faint, and Monsignor Gear tells the story one time of a guy who, like, didn't have a belt, and his pants fell down Stop. right in the middle. You know, I mean, so, like, every priest kind of has those those kinds of— Stories. I had one where the ring, like the ring, fell, uh, and the this is at Christ the King, and the the best man like hopped. He hopped the altar rail, and I was like, oh, like right in the middle of mass. I was like, oh, but he like had to go. He had to, and he hopped back over. I was like, okay, that was not uh, not our finest hour there. Uh, but anyway, so things like that happen. But they're much more. 
I mean, it, you know, it's a much more controlled environment to get married in the church. And I mean, really, our 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 total point here is that the church building itself, the Catholic Church, is important. It's yeah. not it's not just any other place. It's been consecrated for a particular purpose, and that is to help people get to heaven. Mm-hmm. And that's what wet that's what marriage is to help people get to heaven. And so we get married. We get married at church. So I, I, you know, I work with college students, and I'll yeah, hear them right? come. Uh, yeah, just once in a while. a while. Well, when I when, uh, when I decide to do some work occasionally, so they so they have a varieties of weddings they go to, and after a Catholic wedding, I've heard on countless occasions that was really beautiful. Mm. That was really just wonderful to hear the scriptures read, to see the structure of it. Uh, to know, like, you know, I tell people beforehand, I'll tell you what to do. I got that from uh, Monsignor Dennis Dorney, telling people when to stand, oh, when to always, sit, always, you know, please yeah. turn off your... They just felt really comfortable at a Catholic wedding. Yep. And when students go to... Those same students who would come to these students' wedding will also go to a wedding, like, on one occasion there was a carriage ride at a wedding, and everybody at the wedding just kind of, like, stood there. And a, a couple of students come back and they said, well, you know, Father... When you just make up your own crap and it hasn't a, like uh-huh. a thousand, two thousand years of tradition and beauty to it, it's boring. Yeah, and short. And short, like as a guy said one time, he goes, "We showed up fifteen minutes late. It was the wedding was at like three o'clock in the afternoon. We showed up at three fifteen, and it was over, over. Yeah. It only lasted like four or five minutes. Yeah. And so there's like, okay, well." I think though people too the people think that Catholic weddings are going to be longer than they are because they've like heard they have never been to a Catholic wedding but they've heard like oh Catholic wedding oh no. they're so long <sighs> and, you know and then it's like you know it's fifty minutes or an hour or you know it's not people are like oh that wasn't so bad like yeah we like a, if you go to a three hour Catholic wedding something's wrong with that yeah. wedding this past summer I had this wedding. <laughs> And I've known this couple for years. And, well, I know the girl. She was a student here at OSU. And I started crying during the nuptial blessing. Yeah. I started crying, and I couldn't, like, I couldn't talk. Oh. And it was because the prayer prayer of the nuptial blessing is so beautiful because it talks about this woman and this man and using the the people of the scriptures and using the gospel as the model for their life uh, as they go forward. And it was just so beautiful to see them. He was a convert. She was a convert. They both went to OSU. It's just so, and I started crying, and then my voice started cracking. And, oh, I, and like someone, when you were twelve. Someone said afterwards, like, "Hey, uh, it sounded like you turned back into a sixth grade boy." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Ah, blast!" I tell you, I cry. I cry a lot at weddings, um, especially right at the beginning. Is usually when I'm so I'm standing there. You know, you put a lot of effort into this couple. And now they're at that moment where she, uh, she is coming, you know, down, coming down the aisle and he's standing there. And I love my favorite view. I mean, so, you know, we got a, we got a good view. So I'm looking straight ahead and I'm looking at her typically walking like down the aisle with her father. So that's a beautiful moment. And everybody's looking that direction. Everybody's looking that direction. So that's why you can kind of like cry and nobody sees you. But then the <laughs> groom, you know, is like standing at the end of the aisle waiting for her to come down. So you see him kind of get emotional. A lot of times, like, they haven't seen the dress. They haven't seen her all day. And then my favorite thing is I watch the mother of the groom watch the groom watch the bride. Huh. 
It's awesome because it happens every time. The mom is usually standing right there in the front row, staring at her son, and she like looks down and sees like who is to be her daughter-in-law, you know, here in a minute, and then she always looks back at her son. So it's mother of the groom watching the groom watch the bride, and I always get a little, a little bit like a little, little bit Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Yeah, it's just a it's a great gift. But I think I think what we wanted to do with this episode is just is just tackle that question. There's a lot of other things we could get into with marriage, and maybe we'll get to that, you know, sort of down the road. But but really to tackle the why, why do we get married in a church? Well, number one, just if you need a if you need a straight up reason, the church says so. It's in Canon Law, Canon eleven eighty one. It's in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, sixteen thirty one. That's what the church teaches, right? If you need rationale behind that. It's because the the church, the parish church, is where we is where we do our big stuff. You're members of body of Christ, the church. Yeah, you're being yeah. bound up into the it's sacramental sacrament. and divine it's a life. Sacrament. You're being a model for the world of the yep. Holy Trinity and yep. God. Yep. And there's air conditioning, mm-hmm. and the lights always work, especially in Oklahoma. And there's no lightning storms, and your heels don't sink into the mud, Ooh. and you can't slip and fall, and Good your dress point. is not going to get muddy. And you're going to have really great background pictures. Ooh, especially at St. Francis Xavier. Ooh, no, you mean brown Catholicism, St. John? Oh. oh, boy. All right, we'll wrap it up. We, uh, we're glad you joined us. Uh, tell a friend. You can send us money if you want to support the, uh, the ministry uh, of, this, of this radio program. Send it to St. Francis Xavier, uh, yeah, yeah, Care yeah, yeah, Father yeah, Kerry yeah. Wakulich. No, don't do that. <laughs> send it to me. Uh, but anyway, we're grateful. Very, very grateful uh, you're listening. Tell a friend. And uh, come to Stillwater and visit us. Tune in on Pete FM. God bless you.